All right, I think we're about ready to go. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, get in. Uh, welcome to the second half of the Games of Media panel. This is the Media Panel. Media. Media. Once again, got a table full of uh, friends and family here, and we're going to talk about uh, media stuff. Some of these are the same people. So, uh, save your claps to the last, because I want to make sure they get maximum Do time. Do not give us the clap. No clap. Nobody give them the clap. Again. Save your claps. Pause the applause. I said I was sorry. We got... <laughs> We got penicillin. What Burmese food or whatever you're telling me? Tram Terpster was talking. Uh, you got yourself the Mark Spagnolo. You got your Steven Schlager with the vivid face. You got your Tom Merritt. You got your Brian Brushwood. Your Veronica Belmont. Your Justin Robert Young and your Gnome Wise. Woo! Todd Whitehead. Sup, nerds? All right, well, let's get right to it. Um, the idea here is we're going to talk about the other stuff we're into. We like video games, but we also like Netflix and Game of Thrones and. Breaking Bad, which ought to be back pretty soon, right? I think, I hope. Dexter. Dexter? Dexter just started back? Yeah. Wasn't five kind of garbage, though? Season five, not very good. Final season, baby. Did he kill people? Is that what happened? Shocking. Um, He's basically Batman, you know, Dexter. He really is. He's just using his power for good instead of evil. Sort of. All right. Are you so, judging Dexter? I like Dexter. Like personally? No, I like Dexter. He's all right. <laughs> he's a murderer, right? Like, we <laughs> should have some spoiler. element of judgment. He's the good kind. Spoiler. He has a dark passenger, Justin. So, <laughs> we have guys who are from frame rate here. We have people from Sword and Laser. We have major spoilers, which talks about. And other shows stuff. without Tom Merritt. <laughs> <laughs> And we have uh, Justin Robert Young is one of the great minds in trivial knowledge, which will help uh, them be competitive later. And Dude, get that on a business yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. He just oh, called exactly. you trivial. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and throw some stuff at them. I want to start off with just some thoughts. Uh, the whole cable unplugging thing being on the rise. I'd like to know from the audience how many people here no longer have cable or satellite. Wow. wow. That's a way bigger number than I thought. Uh, we did it like five, six years ago, and we've never really looked back, and it hasn't been a problem and, right, honey? It's like an easy-peasy deal. We get what we want. We get it in different places. We stream it. We would rent it. We do whatever, but we get it, and we get it when we want it, and it's not a problem. I don't get live sports. That's always the big hang-up. Other than that, no looking back. So frame rate, you guys talk about this stuff all the time. You, and you probably have said this a thousand times. I'm going to have you do it again. Sure. The state of unplugging. Are we here? Are we done? Where's my uh, cable deal where they're going to let me buy the only the channels I want? I would say, like, within this, happening. within this demographic, cord cutting is at an all-time high, which means nothing to the 99.9% of the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not happening in any significant numbers, uh, but you are seeing, I would say, the rumblings of fear. Like, like uh, I don't know, what would you say, Tom? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a slow march, but the march is gaining. Uh, and, and, and Brian's not wrong about the percentages. Like, it's, it's certainly not in any kind of critical mass. We're far from done. But you are starting to see the cracks uh, in the previous edifice. So Time Warner Cable is making an app that will allow you to stream live channels on a Roku or an Xbox 360 or an Apple TV is, is rumored to be in the works as well. You're seeing more companies streaming things online, not just making shows available. You're seeing in Europe, you're, I, I was joking when I said Europe, but in Europe there are actual cable companies providing over-the-internet c- 
cable TV experiences where you can get multiple channels. You've got Aereo, which allows you to get broadcast channels and a few cable channels like Bloomberg uh, over a subscription. So when, when Brian and I started covering cord cutting with frame rate two, three years ago, we were scraping around for stories every week. Now, we were just having a conversation yesterday, like we kind of have to come up with a better way of dealing with the influx of news around this topic. Everyone's interested in it. And I think cord cutting is rarer than cord shaving. More people are cutting down their packages and definitely more people are using Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Vudu to supplement what they're watching. Interesting, So you, so, but you don't see it as a, Groundswell with all sorts of velocity. Well, it's, it's a groundswell, but it's at the very beginning. In, in well, yeah, but, in, but in as far as hard numbers of people cutting the cord, it's still virtually nothing. In terms of publicity, all-time high. I, I think what you're seeing now, and, and obviously all these situations are kind of uh, different for specific reasons, but when Napster happened and you saw the music companies in free fall and panic, uh, iTunes was able to step in and normalize a market and say, like, all right, listen, dollar for a song, $10 for an album, Let's go from here. And now, and it's curious because Apple's looking to get into, you know, a television and from reports they've been reluctant to do it without having some kind of big uh, revolution in terms of, you know, the deals with the cable companies and everything. But you have a market that is ripe for somebody to come up with a different solution because we are at a lot of high stress points, not only with consumer frustration, but also, I mean, cable companies would love to only sell you the channels that you want. The companies themselves would love to do it. The problem is that you have Disney that says, hey, listen, we're going to launch a new channel that's 24 hours of farting. And uh, well, if, you don't, wait, if you don't carry it, uh, you don't get ESPN. And so right. now the cable companies say, well, and that you see a lot of rights carriage disputes uh, with like DirecTV has had a bunch of them recently with AMC and FX. Uh, but this is the high stress means there's room for a big, completely groundbreaking solution. So Doesn't that groundbreaking solution have to work with all of the high stress? Because they're the ones with the content. Well, it, it depends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the, the content owners still own what they do, including sports. And, and the reason why live sports is the most, uh, the only genre that has survived time shifting. Uh, and it is very, very important. And it commands huge money from these cable companies, but also... It also could command a gigantic dollar figure, not only as a direct-to-consumer uh, proposition, but also with, you know, I don't know, I, I've, I've said this a million times, just in case I'm right, I want it to be credited appropriately, but <laughs> uh, I think that Xbox is, and Microsoft is a real big player for the NFL Sunday ticket package, which all of a sudden shifts the balance of power tremendously uh, from cable companies being the primary way that you can get things in your house to uh, pretty much it'll be a free-for-all. You know, if, if Xbox can, do, can land something like that, then why not Apple? Then why the, not Roku? The story up till now has been the cable companies changing from resisting getting your shows over the internet to racing to be the people who provide you your shows over the internet. And, and the way they're doing that is being the authentication uh, for something where, like, like Hulu, where it's like, oh, well, HBO you, you, go you know, or... HBO Go, uh, and and so they're racing to do that, and the sports networks could totally unplug it for them. Uh, I think Justin's absolutely right. If the NFL or MLB uh, or NBA went, or even the NHL went directly to the fans and made that jump, uh, they would they would totally ruin the cable company's leverage. Well, and they are. I mean, MLB 
you know, uh, MLB, NHL. Well, they're, uh, they're all already doing non-blackout stuff. Yes. But the moment they say, oh, you can actually watch the team that's from your hometown directly without getting cable, it's over. So where are we going to get this dis disruptive technology from? I mean, the MP3 did it for the music industry. Here we have the entire industry of content creators stopping us and the technology is ready. The, the technology, it's not about technology. Yeah, technology is here. It's, it's the, the legal entanglements. It's yep. all the existing licensing agreements and the rebroadcast fee and their inability to give up retransmission. I mean, it's it's. So it's who's going to break that mess. for us? Well, is Apple I mean, going to be the one with well, the ITV? But also, like in terms of what Tom's talking about, the proposition. I mean, you saw like the the L.A. Dodgers, um, which you guys can boo. I don't know. There was booing about the Yay. Dodgers. Uh, just was was spectacularly. Uh, Revised the, the worth of that franchise was revised based on the television contract that they just signed because it's so important. So that I think might be far off because the sports teams will always be able to say, "Well, I can either take a chance seeing what this sells to directly to the consumer and handle all that, or this company is willing to pay me two billion dollars to broadcast my games hmm. for four years. In and which case, we're two years away from Dish or somebody, or maybe less, saying, we're going to provide this directly over the internet as your authentication pass. Yeah. But that still means paying for you the subscribe. big fat package right. that includes the Disney fart channel. Right. Well, the only difference is it. you don't have to have a satellite put up on your roof. You just need an how, how does the fact that uh, we are in a TV renaissance affect all this? Does this give people leverage they wouldn't have had if this was still Lou Ferrigno and oh, it, it certainly. I mean, stupid look at, TV? You look know at right? AMC. AMC was the place that you watched The Godfather 2, 24 hours a day. And then all of a sudden, within the last seven years, they were able to command a huge rights carriage increase from where they were because they can say, hey, you love Walking Dead, you love Breaking Bad, don't you want to find out how Mad Men ends? And, well, and plus, we've seen hints that they've been willing to circumvent all the established agreements when they uh, had the breakdown with Dish and AMC, and, uh, and Breaking Bad was suddenly not available, so all the Dish subscribers, they're like, whatever, just watch it on our internet site, it's fine. Yeah. And, I mean, and that was a stopgap solution until they got things patched up, but, but I mean, that's a, that's a fairly significant crack in the wall. It just seems like it makes the, I mean, maybe I've got this backwards, it seems like that makes the negotiation harder for it, us to get to an a la carte solution at some point. Wait, or, that's dead. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Yeah. Right. The, well, the a la carte solution. We should quit talking about it, right? Yeah. Well, uh, a la carte, happen. so 2003. I mean, no, I, I, like, think a la carte, I think a la carte will come, but it won't be what we want. It won't be, I want to buy these six channels. It'll be, well, we're giving you bundles of now you can buy the sports block or not the sports block. Well, and that, really, that seems to be what they want to force down our throat. What is a la carte channels if not just another problem of buying the entire cable package that has a bunch of channels you don't want? You know, like we have a la carte. It's called iTunes and Amazon. You can buy right. all the episodes of the shows that you want because if you say, okay, I want to buy an a la carte, I want to buy AMC, you might hate comic book men or the other four ridiculous reality shows that they put on when they're not showing good television. Like, you... <laughs> You no, can, no opinion or anything. But. No opinion, but they're all terrible. Like, <laughs> no judgment. Yeah. Uh, the other horse in this race is Netflix, Amazon Prime, and even Hulu to a certain extent, uh, going and doing House of Cards, doing original programming, and saying, we're not beholden to the cable companies at all, and we are a la carte. You buy Amazon Prime, that's a channel. You buy Netflix, that's a channel. It may have some shows you love and you can't get anywhere else. Uh, so we may be wrong about the cable companies, or the cable companies may be wrong about winning this race. It looks like they're going to win in the race right now, but that's another element to consider. Yeah, I mean, so how many on the panel have plugged, unplugged? How many of you are? Uh, that's right, la recent. last week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. How long for you, Randy? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Year. Year. 
Five years here. You right. cannot deal with that. Eight, eight days, Brian? She fine, needs her fine, X Games. Fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, okay, well, you're fresh off the wagon here. How's that feel now? I'm still, I'm still angry. <laughs> like, like I'm still, I'm still in the rage. Like I did it to those assets. Um, but, uh, but now, like, uh, like for example, you mentioned Breaking Bad, and I just leaned over and was like, "Can you buy Breaking Bad on iTunes?" <laughs> so it's like there's, and uh, and in fact, I found out yesterday. Bonnie's like, "Oh, I see. You skip town and leave me to explain to the kids why there's no Di- Disney Channel." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that was a thing. <laughs> well, I mean. Netflix now has a huge Disney deal, so those things seem to be getting better and better, but it's interesting because, like, all my friends who love, like, Game of Thrones, you just gotta get HBO and there's no other way around it. Yeah. I mean, there's and illegal for, ways around for, it. For, for the record, Brian waited until Game of Thrones ended before he made his cable company oh, that, that was not a mistake. <laughs> yeah. No, that was 100%. Right, you say there's no way around it, but it is the most illegally downloaded show. It is there's right There's no now, legal way around it. And for good reason, yeah. because HBO made it that way. Yeah. Well, and, and we've talked about this on frame rate. They uh, kind of like it, don't they? They're kind of into that. Well, uh, I don't think so. Don't I, think so? You no. said they're into it before. Well, no, I mean, well, first of all, I, th- I think that, that individuals may enjoy the, the notoriety, but as I'm sure that's not in their written business plan. What is in their written business plan is to, um, is to accept that there will be a certain amount of piracy bleed in exchange for this extraordinarily tight control they have of a closed ecosystem. And, uh, and, that, and, and unfortunately, a side effect is that it creates a black market. Well, well HBO, the, the HBO producers, HBO executives have said, uh, we take the increased piracy of Game of Thrones as a compliment. We don't right. approve of it. It's not something we encourage, but we also understand that it happens, and we think it means that we have made an amazing product. They're, but is that know, just a sign a, of how much of a dinosaur they are, where no. they can't see? Uh, no, actually, if, I think if, if we the gave them, if we gave, if no, HBO no, said, if we could give them the ability is, to buy just this show, we would have tons of money. If they were a dinosaur, they'd be raging and saying, "We need more laws." True. But they're not a dinosaur. They're saying, "Yeah, there's not much we can do about it. We don't Take like it." Take it as a but, sign of how much freaking money they're making right now that they can afford to be all like, "Yeah, yeah what can you do? Just most pirated." If also you, subscribe. If you well, compare that to software. If you compare that to software, Adobe was the same way with Photoshop as a one-to-one ratio of legal versus uh, illegal. And they were like, well, we can't do anything about it. We're just going to keep generating a product that we know we can make money off of. And, oh, wait. Uh, and we they, could and stop selling the product, product and make it subscription. No, we can't. Yeah, Creative Cloud kind of changed that whole thing. And I'm right, doing right. that because it's cheaper for me as someone who consumes those products every year. And I have to buy upgrades anyway. But their model's interesting. And I'm not so sure that doesn't have some, not sway, but some... Somebody's going to look at that in the entertainment business and go, well, look what Adobe's doing with their services. Well, Why well, couldn't we look, look do... Look what Comixology is doing with comics. They just started a subscription service. It's the same way. Oh, well, that, 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 that's that. how... Uh, I got a notice for my first one that's coming how, out next week. So. That's how entertainment has gone on television since cable, right? Like, it's all been subscription content. Like, right. that's, what we've, that's what we've all dealt with. Uh, to be real quick about the HBO thing, you know, they... That HBO Go app on every single platform that it's on is as slick as it is for a reason. They plug it as hard as they do for a reason. They put, you know, they put exclusive episodes before they air on television on HBO Go for a reason. They want everybody to get real used to HBO Go because that's looking more and more like the 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 escape boat for them when eventually things uh, break down with the cable company. Yeah. It's not even an escape boat. It's their plan. They it's, already yeah. have a direct-to-consumer version of HBO in Scandinavia. Yeah. Uh, and they have they pretty much said very bluntly, the only reason we're sticking with the model in the U.S. is because they pay our marketing bills. That's, you know, the best commercials that we have are given to us for free by the companies who carry HBO. Uh, and we can't mm. absorb that cost yet. 
But they, they, their plan, I would say, like, if the cable companies do become your authentication pass, like, pay Time Warner Cable $40 and get access to all these apps, which is the model of the future, HBO may go rogue and say, yeah, we're going to jump out of that, even yep. though they're paving the way for that right now. Well, you remember when Netflix, at the peak of their DVD rental business, designed the streaming business yeah. and they replaced themselves. That's not a bad plan. No, uh, it takes foresight, but also Netflix was a company that... What was it? Two years ago, was, was dead a in the water. Stock, yeah. You know, everybody looked at like, oh, look at that hilarious company Netflix that totally pooped themselves. Like, oh, they had that video game rental thing that Quickster. never happened. The, the Quickster. 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 Yeah. Reed Hastings was looked that at as a guy weird. who had sank a successful boat. And then, what are the reasons why that they're not in that situation? Uh, House of Cards. Arrested Development. Little Hammer. They're the, they're the Ben Affleck of services you can stream things from. I don't know. Ben Affleck spent like seven years in the Valley. Like, there was a dark <laughs> period for Ben Affleck. I don't think I never thought have... Netflix was in as much trouble as everybody said they were. I, I think no, it was, it was a, a slow news embarrassment. Time. But I, those kinds of things generally do blow over. And they did. Well, but they, and they had their, their next element in the works. You know, they knew that they wanted to get into original content. They knew what they wanted to do, and that's been uh, written about a lot in terms of like, well, they know statistically people like David Fincher movies, they like Kevin Spacey, they like political thrillers. So, boom, let's do that three thing, you know, and uh, Arrested Development, the same thing. So, you know, they're, they're very, very smart, but it's the reason why now it's like, well, we don't worry about they're going to lose all these movies anymore because... It's worth it to keep it because I want to see what happens when Kevin Spacey comes back and starts growling at the camera. So, Veronica Belmont, what show could you not live without? Oh, well, Game of Thrones would probably be up there for me. I so love, good. yeah, I'm I'm a big HBO fan right now. We're watching Boardwalk Empire and and uh, all pretty much all of the the HBO shows at this point. So, so I would love that to go on its own. I would pay you know fifteen twenty so bucks I, a month yeah. just for the app alone. Yeah, there's enough content there, and they have enough backlog stuff. Well, that you and, can do and it. that's the thing is is we talk in terms of HBO going rogue, and it it really wouldn't be. It would just be HBO becoming a Netflix because their model is already right. so Same incredibly close. Yeah. yeah, they just started a lot longer ago. Well, the thing. Okay, so this is one of the points I wanted to get to the 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 quality of the content, especially on cable, is better than it's ever freaking been. Don't you feel like the crappy system that we're complaining about all the time, online or whatever, even here a little bit, of the way it works now for mainstream stuff, don't you feel like that's driving them to make better stuff so that they don't have to give up the old thing? No. no? Uh, I feel like as crappy as our, uh, the, the reasons we have good narrative fiction on cable television is almost entirely because of the DVR. Uh, because it used to be when, when 20 years ago, you just turned on the television and that whatever was on was on, you couldn't come in in the middle of the story. There was no way, that even if you're doing a, a long arc like a Battlestar Galactica in the 1980s, uh, you had to have each episode be completely self-contained so you could walk in the middle and be like, oh, I kind of like that, and then that's it. And that's why so much of that programming was so bland and they couldn't afford to take big choices. Nowadays, we live in a time-shifted thing. I mean, think about it. Did we ever talk about spoilers 20 years ago? It's like, it's like no, everything yes, happens. Yes, but very rare. Wait, I mean, no, yeah. ma mainly with books. It was kind of a weird with, thing. Yeah, or, 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 or movies. Vader's with a or a movie. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Vader's father, you know, who's Luke's what? father or not. Spoilers! Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no! Jeez, you 
guys are slow. God. <laughs> don't don't like forget. Like when Vader killed Zod. It's on at Netflix. The end. <laughs> we, you know, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of digital uh, like grabs for this a la carte method. I mean, even something like YouTube, which I know Eileen can't come up here and talk about. <laughs> like they're working on they're working on like original content and they're working on these channels and and subscription channels. Um, but the problem is, it's just there's just so much stuff now that I think people are having a hard time curating the content and figuring out what they want to watch. Um, I think with TV, it's a little bit easier because yeah. the same shows come on all the time. There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff, but it's, it's slightly more compressed than what you can get in the entirety of YouTube. Um, but there's a lot of great stuff out there that people aren't seeing. <laughs> there's, a, there's a selection bias to saying <laughs> we're at the uh, a pinnacle of quality television when there's Honey Boo Boo and... You know, Thank well, you. But, okay. Stuff like that uh, but, out there. but but objectively, I, you can't say we are at the pinnacle of diversity of television. Well, and we I think that's why. That's, to me, it has nothing to do with technology. We are getting higher quality television because we've been doing it longer. We're getting better at it, and there's more of it out there, and it's easier to make. And when you have a larger base to draw from, you're going to have more good things at the top of that. Well, right. and. Uh, Brian is totally right about the DVR and, and DVD culture in terms of people being able to pick up on uh, that kind of fiction, but also good content became a good business model. Uh, you know, as much as we, we lament the reality television and the Kardashians and Honey Boo Boos, there is also just a whole, uh, there's a, a host of success stories of, of networks that were dumping ground for old content that now all of a sudden decided to get into really compelling, awesome narrative fiction that we all love, and they have been rewarded for it. Uh, you know, like, like the And walking, there's more competition. There's, yeah, there's more competition, but like, it, it's a way for them to survive. It's a way for them to, to continue to command higher and higher rights fees. When you only have four the, channels, the you didn't have to be as good. Well, and also, uh, when you have four channels, uh, the, the game theory strategy is keep doing base hits and hope that you get an out-of-the-park, more, more, more popular show than the other guys. When you have this massive diversity, all of a sudden you've got nothing to lose. That's when you take crazy risks. That's why that's why we love reporting on Dish stories because Dish is like third or fourth place, so they're doing crazy things like pissing off CBS and putting in skip commercial features in there. And likewise, AMC, when you're you know down at the bottom of the barrel, it's like screw it, let's do a crazy story about you know a post-apocalyptic world where everyone hides in a barn. Yeah, and then keep firing showrunners. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I really like, Justin, I like your work on It's Always uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. It's amazing work. You really do. That guy does You want to keep that up? Because really, it's, it's Thank you. Okay, I'd like to just I, go I love my work in Monsters University. I was, <laughs> I was delighted by what I did. Yeah, good job. Um, let's go across the board, starting with Mark all the way down. Best show on TV right now. And I'm not talking about, right I like it. I mean, like, you, you throw down the gauntlet and say, this is the best thing on TV. However you're getting it, well, since I'm going consuming. first, I'm going to screw it up for everybody and say Game of Thrones. All right. Fair enough. You know, I, I honestly don't watch that much television. Yeah. Uh, it's, everything is time-shifted. I mean, everyone's talking about uh, Red Wedding or whatever it is. I'm still a season and, and a half away from that. From the Red, red, red Wedding? Yeah, Do you want yeah. me to tell you what it's all about? I have a good idea. <laughs> or I read the book. Um, the Bride Wore Red. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Game of Thrones, Thrones is very interesting. It's probably the best thing that I'm watching on iTunes right now. It's just built for us, though, right? Like, that show is for us. Yeah, like, it's I mean, almost a, It's almost like, I don't know. They have plenty of people love it who aren't us, but I mean... Nerd food. Our demographic. Built, I don't even know about that, us. because my parents are into that as, a lot as well. So, I mean, I think this is a show that kind of spans a lot of, of age ranges from... You know, young-ish to old-ish. Full frontal nudity. That's the well, answer. Well, that's probably why my dad's interested. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Merritt. 
Best show currently, currently in production. Or about to air again. Yeah. I'm not trying to lead you toward a certain one. You but. can't say The Wire, Tom. Well, because I was going to say The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Shield, then. No? No, the I shield, mean, shield. honestly, it's, it's going to... I'll be interested if somebody doesn't say Game of Thrones. I mean, Breaking Bad is amazing, and I, I'm debating in my head whether I should say Breaking Bad uh, because it is hair's breadth uh, away from being just as good. So maybe I'll just say Breaking Bad to be different. But, but Game, of, Game of Thrones is consistent. It's, it's, it's well done. Whether you've read the book or not read the book, mm-hmm. uh, it's engaging. And as complex as that story is, that's an incredible feat for them to, to pull off. This should be the rule. So since he I, did, I won't say anyone that they yeah, said. You, yeah, and you just we keep yeah, going. So what? Back. We're down to Honey Boo Boo by okay. Randy. Right. No uh, problem. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the best show that none of y'all are watching, and that's The Legend of Korra, that, which is coming back soon. Uh, it it starts, it has Actually, a, a lot of them. The second season it. hasn't started yet. It's the Airbender spinoff. Yeah. Great things. What a pop. Uh, wait, what? It's just a cheap pop, you know? Right. You're like, hey, how's everybody doing here in Utah? <laughs> Legend of Korra, am I right? <laughs> so that man knows how to work a room. Yeah, I know. Hey, everybody, it's the anime series, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Mine's going to not be that popular. Um, <laughs> I really like uh, New Girl. I think it's one of my favorite shows. Thank you! I mean, if we're going to... I would say I would say Breaking Bad sure. and Game of Thrones and all those. are. But for, like, comedy stuff, I, I just... I have to watch every week because it cracks me up Don't so much. Don't the Deschanel girls just own TV at this point? It's between, the bangs. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, I relate on a really deep level. My wife yeah. love that show. We're, we're with you. Justin. Uh, I mean, Always sunny something. and... Yeah. <laughs> I like that you showed up dressed as the day man today. <laughs> Available, by the way, at the merch table. Uh, I mean, if I'm going to say something that no one said, uh, Game of Thrones, probably. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Thrones. Uh, uh, you you want to know what? I mean, uh, t- the only two things that I've been watching recently that have really dominated uh, my head have been Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. I just recently caught up with all of Breaking Bad and. Uh, it, it, it's an exceptional show, but even then, it, it doesn't touch what's happening with, with Game of Thrones. There's a reason why uh, we're all talking about it, not only in terms of how many characters that they balance, the kinds of story that they're doing to take an unreal, surreal universe and make it uh, this like Braveheart-level, grounded sort of uh, narrative. is just amazing. And then for those of us who read the book... It's just an amazing adaptation, you know, the, the nips and tucks. Can, can, can I, we've talked about this in our, in our two-person podcast that me and only Brian, us listen to. Me and Brian to. call each other after every Game of Thrones episode. Talk for an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, we have audible People would listen to that, yeah. by the way. You should record it. Uh, no. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, am I the only one, and, and maybe this is just crazy talk, but like, and I told Justin, like, at this point, I actively wish I could forget the books and experience everything fresh just from the from the from the television show. It depends on how long ago you read them. I mean, I, I, that's yeah, it's easy to forget. Well, but but see, that's even more agonizing. His doublet was made then I don't of fine know. whatever. You forget, there's so much to forget. Boiled yeah. leather, Books. man. Boiled leather. <laughs> it works both ways. That's what I've noticed. My nephew have wa- has watched all the episodes currently, and so he's been spending his summer reading the books, and he just got to the point 
where he's now reading things that haven't happened on the TV show, and he's, he's telling me about how it's an entirely different experience now. It was really enjoyable to read it, knowing what was happening and seeing the wider world, and now he's like, but now it's amazing because I don't know what's going to happen next, and I don't know where it's going. And he's like, I keep having to go look at the wiki of Ice and Fire to like see if the person I hate is actually going to die, and then I stop myself from seeing too much. And it's, so he's getting both of those experiences, and I, actually, talking to him, I feel like you can't do it wrong. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get something cool either way. My husband Ryan did almost a very, very the same thing. Congratulations, by the way. It was oh, ha- the wedding you. happened since last year. Yay. I totally Thanks. forgot to say that. Um, so he, the first season of Game of Thrones, he had not read any of the books, and I had read them, but years before. I'm, well, not the newest one. I had read that more recently, but then the second season, he had in that time read, uh, caught all the way up. So suddenly he's like schooling me on everything that's happening. He's like, this person isn't supposed to show up for another blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it, it's kind of fun because he's excited about it now as much as I, I am and was. And it's, yeah, it's a great thing to, even if you've read it or not, it doesn't really make a difference. But it is fun to get both of those perspectives. It's just, just an amazing, I mean, so many times we, and obviously feel very, very proprietary on the books that we read when they become movies and television shows mm-hmm. and uh you know, unlike other very, very popular television shows, Walking Dead, uh, you know, they, this is in... Uh, you say that with pain, though. I know that. I, well, you really wanted that thing I to did. be... I did. Yeah. But it, it, is, it is amazing for what they've... how they've streamlined the story and made it uh, work for television, especially in a 10-episode season when these books are just so expansive and really are a great work of art because of how fast they are and then to make it it's, it's like taking Bach and making it speed metal and, and having it work you know they call that motorhead sure. <laughs> it, is, it is the motorhead of television nice did, did you have an, an actual answer that hadn't been given though no okay <laughs> Todd go ahead what do you got mine's kind of an antidote situation so I've got a, a three year old and a ten year old at home so there's rarely a time when my little pony is not on our television yeah so my oh, go. There's some fans here. Oh, I, and yeah, I have no problem. Where, where are the bronies at? Where, the bro- bronies where are my bronies at? Yeah. Lauren Faust last year. Lauren Faust knows how to make entertainment, and I can I can happily sit through episodes with my children without gouging my eyes out. But when the kids go to bed, Archer goes on the television. Yeah. Yeah. Because. H. John Benjamin is my hero. Oh, now now I'm I wish mad. I'd I said Archer. Say that. Yeah. Me too. Great one. Oh. Uh, Bob's Burgers is pretty good. Too, I could watch. I could listen brothers. to him yeah. all day long. And Bob's Burgers Archer crossover. Bob's Burgers, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's God. really good. Has to Although happen. Could, that was crazy. That was amazing. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, Randy. So Game of Thrones is not my favorite TV show. Yeah, he, he finally feel like we've good. And uh, I, I always feel like I'm like the, the that big majority of people who end up watching the Kardashians and Honey Boo Boo and so forth. And the reason for that is because I want to turn my brain off Mm -hmm. when I'm being entertained by my small screen. And I love that, point at the name of this panel, I love that nowadays with my Apple TV, I can bring up Twitch TV on my iPad and pretty much any time of the day, there's the StarCraft II World Championship Mm -hmm. Series going on and throw that right up there. And I can have whatever I want, anything I want. And the fact is the vast majority seem to want crap. Me well, too. Hold, and, like, and, and actually, I think you're onto something because, like, as much as we sneer and deride the honey boo boos are out there, uh, then we turn around and watch our cat videos on YouTube. And, you know? and I do that. I do that all the time. I am. My television is showing YouTube all the time. Yeah. 
And so, uh, like, when I was, I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to say that no one said? Uh, I would watch the Top Chef channel if oh, it was just yeah. Top Chef all day long. Big fan. And why is that? The thing I would complain about Game of Thrones is that the author went and killed off all my favorite characters as soon as he Spoiler made. Spoiler alert! So not even everybody really. knows yeah. this. Wait, when does but, this happen? But then I'm gonna <laughs> which ones? Everyone <laughs> dies. Every everyone dies. But then I'm gonna then I'm gonna say I love Top Chef. Guess what happens every week? They somebody kill off gets, somebody of gets killed. Yeah. Every with week. a knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And baked in the cake. Well, I, I guess I'm. I, I guess I'm curious. Take your knives in the gut and go. I, I guess I'm curious because I said I don't watch a lot of television because on our television, as Andy said, is Apple TV, and so we're watching YouTube and good quality YouTube stuff because there's a lot of stuff on there. Some of it made by people up here. Podcasts. Some of it made by people up here, including Wood Whisperer. You know, and so we're watching more of that stuff that we find entertaining than what we find on regular television. I'm curious, beyond just the panel up here, how many of you out there are watching? Apple TV or something, whether it be on your something on the big screen, something on the big screen, not necessarily your 27-inch iMac. Well, let's see. That's a yeah, that's a good. I'm show watching right more content now because I've got the kids, and the kids own the family room. You don't get to wedge your adult viewing in there until they're in bed. But I can go to fold the laundry out of the dryer, park the iPad up there, put Top Gear on there, and I turn my brain off and mm -hmm. fold my laundry. Yep. And I'm oh, a happy dear, man. Yeah. And you know. And you know what, Richard you know what Hammond. The, you know what the show is for me that I really get to turn my brain up and smile and enjoy, and like an hour later, I just feel entertained. Justified. 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 Oh, mine, oh hell man. yeah! That show just shoot. Man, I, that was my go-to. I the wish there here. were a thousand episodes of Justified because it, it actually it makes me talk slower. I love Justified. For hours. Man, like a comfortable get your southern gentleman on. Yeah, and ju Justified yeah. is. Uh, I think we had a conversation about this on the morning stream once. That like if you are judging the grand, if you are doing the big list of the best television shows ever, I think that part of what you have to factor in is like what were the, what was the larger point of things and. Justified is not a show that necessarily has a larger point about things. Uh, and it's funny, we were joking about Dexter that, you know, he's a murderer, we should judge him. Uh, Raylan Givens has a pretty high body count at this point in the series. Oh, yeah. That dude murks like three people an episode uh, without hesitation. So, uh, and yet still has his job, which is always hilarious. Uh, but TV logic. Yeah. And really, if you've never seen Justified, all it is is the answer to the question, what would happen if I took Malcolm Reynolds out of Firefly and made him a U.S. Marshal in 2013? Like, that's all it is. It's just that guy. It's a Western. Only Timothy It's Oliphant. a Western with cars. Right. Tim I at it. Timothy Oliphant has his spin on it. I love and it. it. Yeah, uh, yeah no, it's, it, it, it's exceptionally, exceptionally well done. And the only thing I would say to everybody is that if you watch the first season, they were kind of under the impression that they were going to do a, like, case of the week kind of show mm -hmm. through the mm -hmm. first eight episodes. And then the last three, they're like, That's just, this is stupid. Let's just tell a story with the most interesting characters that people have resonated with. And yeah. they never look back. And, and from there, it's all just kind of, uh, it is linear storytelling. You know, it's not just like, you do kind of follow a case as it, as it sort of goes uh, throughout the season, but it's so well done. But yeah. don't judge it before they took the training wheels off. So good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Stick with it. So I'll say Longmire, because you took my other cowboy Longmire, one. Longmire, all right. All right. I really like Longmire a lot, but it's basically CSI Wyoming. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it is. With Katie, Katie Sackhoff, Katie great. Sackhoff. It's totally worth seeing. I think it's great. And I love a, a slow-talking Western. Is there what? any good sci-fi on right now? TV? Yeah. 
Doctor Who. Defiance. Have you tried? Yeah, De- well, Defiance is not bad. Well, Doctor That's Who. Defiance getting better. A lot of people were lukewarm on that. Yeah, it's, I think it's gotten better because the story started moving. How's the game? I like the game. The game's good. A lot of people gave me heat for that, but I thought it was fun. Under I don't know anything about the show, so I don't know if that hurts or helps me, but. Under the Dome had a good first episode, but I'm not sure after the second one. Yeah, it went oh, really already. Well, there's only been two episodes, but yeah. And that's, so, and that's Brian K. Vaughn, right? Uh, yeah, yeah it is. Oh, wow, no Under kidding. The dome. He's, well, he's producing it. He's, yeah, he, wor- he worked for Lost for the last three seasons, it's still which may or may not be a good or bad thing, oh, yeah. depending well, on it's, who's it's there. Kind of, it's the curse of the Stephen King source material. I, I love mean. that book, though. I love I Haven, book. though. We Haven, all love Haven the books, Stephen but King. can we adapt them? No, you're right. We'll see. I kind of have, there's some lostiness in there that I kind of like. I don't know what the second episode's like, so that maybe. Well, the book wasn't the book written kind of like he was very very obsessed with Lost, like and and that was a a, a shaped that story. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he and that sounds like that. Stephen King. Stephen King's like every book is like, hey, this is shiny. There's a book. Yeah. <laughs> and get off my lawn. And then he makes that. bank. Yeah. Can I have that formula? <laughs> Then he just goes to do the morning zoo show on his radio station in New Hampshire. Does he really? And this was Journey. <laughs> Coming up next. It's pretty good. On that note, we're going to take two questions. So I know sweet. it's not a ton, but I apologize. <laughs> who, who have we not gone to see? You know what? We'll front row this and then we'll back row somebody else. And then we'll do this side. So since everybody's favorite show is an ad- adaptation of a book... How do you guys feel about books and when they produce it as a TV or movie being similar or different, or do you have a preference to one way or the other? (laughs) I'd give the example of like True Blood, where from the first season, it went away from the books for a much better show than what the books are ending up being. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that. It's okay. I, it's, to me, it doesn't matter. Like I, I read so so much, and a lot of I, I guess it's kind of cool that a lot of what I read gets turned into books. I mean, TV shows or movies, but it just it really just it's a case by case kind of thing. I mean, it's there's there's never a standard for this kind of thing. Like Game of Thrones, I've been pleasantly surprised with some of the changes they've made to the source material, and I've understood a lot of the changes they've made because it works. It it helps the show. Um, it, it'd be pretty boring if they did some of the stuff that ended up you know in the books. Um, but then something like True Blood, I disagree. I prefer the books to the show. So for me, it turned me off the show, um, and I've continued to read the books. But, yeah, there's, it, it really just depends. It's, it's a personal taste kind of thing. I think uh, it, Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, uh, I've talked way too much. <laughs> but we love it. Uh, author involvement seems to be a, fo- a common thread. So I, I've always looked at Dresden Files' adaptation to television, even though it only lasted a season. I liked the show I a lot. loved it. <laughs> And I had, a, I had a chance to interview Jim Butcher for my show, and he was deeply involved in the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Not, he didn't have veto power, but he made sure he was involved. And you look at all the changes they made to that universe, and there were radical changes to the characters, but the spirit and the feeling of the universe stayed almost the same. And that's when I really wish had, and you look at Game of Thrones, and he is right in there deeply involved and it's an incredible adaptation of a vast work as you were saying mm-hmm. right in there murdering oh yeah, yeah. I think, I think shiv the, shiv shiv I think the but, one I'm most worried about is uh, the Outlander series coming to stars because uh, the, the series is great because it's coming series. to stars because it's coming to stars um, that's the bit yeah Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that one I, I don't remember last time I, I mean, saw something on stars I, know, I, I don't think that just having the author involved necessarily makes it depends good. on the author yeah. but yeah it depends I cut you off, no 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 it totally depends on the author oh, me and <laughs> 
Me and Brian had a conversation on uh, their first Night Attack album, available now on iTunes and Amazon, uh, <laughs> where we talked about uh, Jurassic Park, because I, I am a huge fan of the movie. He is a huge fan of the book. And not to say that either of us necessarily dislike the, the, other, the, other. the other work, but we are very, very passionate about which, if you had to watch both, in which order it should be. And, and my point of view is that if, I mean, obviously, uh, consume stuff as you want. You know, it's not a hard and fast rule. But... If you had to choose, watch the adapted work on television or as a movie first, because once you get to the book, if you enjoy some of the themes there, you, you will always be moving into an expanded universe as opposed to looking at the expanded universe and trying to make your own edits in your head on, well, they shouldn't have done that, and, and they should have kept him, and oh, but I love the other guy, and it, it's weird. It's a lot less judgmental going in See, that I, direction. See, I like it the other way. I, I, I don't, I, it's very important to me. It's all about priorities. It's important to me that I get to decide what the character acts, sounds, and looks like in my own head before I have a television or movie interpretation put upon me, because once I see that, I can't undo it. So you like so having I like the role. I of like director. reading the book first and getting that wider world, and then seeing how it's how it's interpreted. I understand what you guys are saying about the other way. It, again, it's about priorities. If you're like, I want to have something more when I go and see the second so one, you're it, definitely going to get is that. Is it from a the case books. where it's like uh, in your mind, like, well, having already directed the definitive Game of Thrones, I look no, forward to this. No, it's not this. that. It's more like <laughs> Tyrion looks like this to me, and if I had started watching Game of Thrones first, he would look like Peter Dinklage, not the way he looks. Oh in my man, head. I'll tell you what. Uh, I go back and read Game of Thrones. That Tyrion in my head looks nothing like Peter Dinklage, and no, neither do either. almost any of the other characters, just because George R. R. Martin goes so far out of his way to talk about how incredibly ugly literally everybody in that universe is. Yeah. There are like three bangable characters in the entire book, and like and you Tyrion's would, one of them. Yeah. <laughs> And like, on, that, on that show, you would sleep with everybody, yeah, yeah. regardless of gender. Everybody here, don't lie to yourself. I think, it, for me, I guess it kind of depends on what you're trying to do out of it. For example, if you watch Smallville, or if you watch uh, Arrow, nothing like the comic books. Right, and that's fine. But the cool thing is, it gets a lot more people aware of these properties, so that when they want to go out and explore in the digital, they can read the digital version, or if they want to go and see a movie that has a similar character in it, uh, then I think that's a good kind of a opening door. So, yeah, I take it on a case-by-case -case basis, but in some cases it can actually be good if you can reach a mass audience as opposed to a very niche audience. Well, sometimes we get two completely different works. I'm looking at you, World War Z. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No yeah, relation that, that movie was okay, though. That wasn't the worst the thing. The movie is fine by like itself. Just don't, yeah. just don't make it any relation to the book. Take them as two totally separate works, and they both stand on their merits point, separately. Know. I don't even know why they named it World War Z at that point. Because they own the rights. I guess. Well, it's, it's the same. Cool, well, I don't know. If they do more with that universe, I'm kind of interested in that. Kind of not. Like, like mm -hmm. they could branch out and say, here's more of the war, and these are other characters affected. And oh, you could go places with it, but that's more like serialized TV to me. So I, I don't know what that would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been cool. Would have been really cool. Well, it would have been more like the book. It may not have been documentary style like the book, which I loved. Yeah. But they could have vignetted this thing together well, like, of all these conflicts and where they occurred around the mm -hmm. world. Amazing stories, but with zombies. Right, I'm down with that. You guys remember Amazing Stories where they had the yeah. cartoonist trapped yeah. in the underbelly of the plane and he drew fake yeah. wheels? Yeah. Why were you, you guys, attracted to that story? You guys story? have no idea how that impacted <laughs> me when I was younger. Huge. Thank you, Steve. I think I, I became a cartoonist after I watched that. Because like, if I was ever going to be in the gunner thing and it was going to break, <laughs> I'm making my own wheels. 
Uh, all right, we got time for one more. Let's pull one over here. Your hand was up first, I think. So, Brian touched on, on the fact that there's no really good sci-fi right now on TV. Uh, Defiance is good. Continuum is it's nice as well. But I remember a time where there was, I think, three Star Treks and uh, Deep Space Nine and, and uh, Stargate, 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 and uh, BSG. Stargate Atlantis. Stargate Atlantis. Is that Elon So, so my question is... Stargate SUV, or wait, SVU? <laughs> no, that, that was a one-off. Stargate Las Vegas. Stargate SVU. <laughs> I preferred Star Trek Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> also so, starring Katie Sackhoff. That was Enterprise, I believe, no? <laughs> um, so my question is, why isn't there? And... Uh, what uh, franchise from uh, books or otherwise could make it and, and fill that niche of the good, the very good sci-fi? On there's, there's only one the franchise that, and I don't know how, how they'll crack it, and I don't believe it'll end up being good, but it is near and dear to my heart. Uh, and we keep getting teased with it, and that's the Dark Tower. I think there's oh. such massive, massive. Is that sci fi? That's not sci fi, though. It is. It's fantasy. Okay. It's fantasy. You haven't read it. It, it turns. Right. It's, 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 it's North fantasy Central Positronics. It it's, it's not science fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting words. Go watch Casablanca. Wait, this is. It's my favorite series of all time. It's, isn't it yours? Oh, yeah. It's easily. an amazing book. I'd say it's a mix. It's definitely got fantasy elements. It's also a big old fat western half the time, which I love. Sure. Stylistic. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah there, there, there was talk it's about... Uh, keeps yeah, going yeah, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything from it being an HBO series to... The, at one point, there was a deal where they had a deal for three movies and two seasons of a television show that would be between the movies that would tell episodes of what happened. Um, you know, who, who knows where it's going to go, and... I just, I just feel like we're all going to be disappointed in the end, which is uh, a bummer. As far as science fiction goes, uh, and I've only read the first of the series, but uh, Hyperion. I thought that was going to be my answer, actually. Um, I well, don't know if that, how that would work. Hyperion. I'll tell you, but it's just... By it, Dan Simmons. Yeah, it, it's an amazing universe and a really, really rich uh, universe that you could... Uh, that I think you could, you could get a lot of, you know, especially for television, you could... Uh, really, really mind that, and uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. And then also, uh, I mean, I would love to see there are some of the narrative elements in uh, Pandora Star. Oh my um, God, yes! <laughs> and Judas Unchained, the book after that, that I think uh, were would be tailor made for. There's television. only three reactions: you, me, and Peter F. Hamilton in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Me! Yeah! Stephen, any comic book uh, science fiction you'd like to see? Oh man, I know. I really wish they had enough uh, flush lock and, uh, lock and key down yeah. the toilet on television, but you know they are making a movie of it, so that's a, a little bit of a plus there. Uh, but lock and key is really good. I'd like to see an animated Atomic Robo series oh, on like a yes. Cartoon Network. Uh, would Scott be great Kurtz doesn't want to see that, but no. No. I would want to see it. I would. I would. It would be really great, especially <laughs> with Dr. He thinks Dinosaur. it's Hellboy, is what he thinks. <laughs> I think... I'd, Go ahead. Kind of hellboy like Well, I was going to say on Sword and Laser... You better not we... say the thing I'm going to say. I'm going to be so mad No, I'm going, to ask, I'm going to answer the first part of the question of, like, why aren't we seeing a lot more science fiction right now? On Sword and Laser, we talk about why aren't we seeing as many science fiction books right now, or at least become as popular. James S.A. Corey is one of the few that's, like, really got a lot of buzz around mm -hmm. it. And that stuff just goes in cycles. Uh, and, and it's going to be really bad right now because Game of Thrones is so popular. Everybody's going to rush to make their own version of Game of Thrones and try to ride that wave. And, and the thing is, they're already starting to put options on a lot of these kinds of projects. I think Ringworld has got an option on it. 
uh, that, that's being act actively created. And so what's gonna happen is people will start to try more science fiction. People will get tired of, of gritty, dark fantasy and wanna change and somebody will write the book that ga gathers all the buzz and then the TV shows will come. And I think that that's just kind of the natural cycle of how this stuff goes. There's a lot of sci-fi yeah. movies right now. I mean, you're getting, yeah. they're not great. You're starting to see more, yeah. Oblivion yeah. wasn't very good, but it was a sci-fi movie, and this After Earth thing was terrible, but it was sci-fi movie. coming up. Right, yeah. Elysium looks amazing. Right. So I, I feel like that's a good year if we care about that. Pacific Rim looks great, so. I think one series that's really kind of set it, set itself up well for, for TV, at least, would be uh, John Scalzi's uh, Human Division and that whole world. You took mine. <laughs> oh, ah, turnabout is fair play. Yeah. No, the whole, the entire old man's war series. Totally. Yeah. yeah. He's, he was, he's already been a creative consultant for Stargate Universe, so he mm -hmm. knows how the world works. Right. Great characters, a lot awesome. of humor, great, great sci-fi. And he seems to be coming world to Los building. Angeles a lot. Yes. On his blog. Mm. 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 Rumor mills. That's Start. where things happen. All right. Well, it's also where a lot of things don't happen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is true. Believe yep. me, I know. So here's the deal. I am 100% sure I could listen to this for the rest of my life because I love this stuff. But we have to end it. Um, I want to thank our panel. Please give them a round of applause.